welcome to the Growing for Success podcast, powered by The Greenhouse, a diverse group of industry experts aligned to help you grow personally and professionally to the next stage. Let's grow. Hello and welcome to this episode of Growing for Success podcast. I'm Preston and today I'm joined by Daryl, who is one of the newest members of our group at The Greenhouse. Daryl, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? We're doing fantastic. We're getting through and we're making it day by day. That's what we got to do, right? That's exactly right. Especially with winter coming, you know, North Dakota. Yeah, I choose not to believe that, but we're, it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> That's um, right. Today's episode is going to be kind of off of the past ones that we've had. We've had a couple others of our internal team here talk about the top five books that they've had in their life. We're going to do the same with you today. I'm going to let you start it off and uh, let's talk about your top five books. So what's one of the first ones that you would recommend? Well, when you'd ask me top five, I'm like, that's going to be pretty hard because I had realized many years ago that I wasn't reading. You know, 70 some percent of people, once they get out of college, never read a book. And I got the advice from a mentor of mine that said, if you're not reading at least a dozen books a year, you're wasting the space in here, pointing to their head. And I'm, I started ramping up. So one of the first books that came to mind um, is The Energy Bust by John Gordon. And one of the biggest reasons being is it's a fable. It's a great story, but it really tracks the characters around identifying from difficult places in their life. He was about to lose his job. He was struggling at home. He wasn't really where he wanted to be in his career and money-wise. And, and you follow this fable and he, he gets on this bus and every day for 10 business days and creates an, or learns a new rule from the people that are on it. And, and the rules that always stuck with me, three of them were, is you're the driver of your own bus, have fun and enjoy the ride, you know, a metaphor of life. Uh, and then one of them is, is not to allow energy vampires on your bus. And it's so true, it's like a cartoon character, you know, you meet with those people that suck the life out of you and then you wonder why you're having a bad day and you realize there's energy vampires, you don't have to do that. So it's been a great book. That's a great one. We, we highly recommend that for everyone that we yeah. work with around here, especially people that are working on teams just to help people individually know themselves and can identify those vampires, as you say. Right. So, that leads to another one. You know, the five dysfunctions of a team ties directly into that, right? I mean, that's clearly Patrick Lencioni. He's written a bunch of books and then another fable. The coolest part of this book is, is you're following these characters along and it very simply identifies the biggest struggles that teams have. 90 9% of the struggle starts with there's not really trust. And so he's got a picture of a pyramid. And I advise anybody, Google five dysfunctions of a team and, and just click on images and pictures will show up. And you, you look at it and you know everything starts with team trust. And then from there, you build upon what you're accountable to and whether you're committed or not and whether you have a healthy conflict or not and, and whether it's just about the individuals or whether it's about the success of the team. So it definitely ties in together. Yeah, and that's a huge thing that we preach here at the greenhouse is you almost don't have anything until you have that trust with any True. of the team members that you have. It's just a fantastic way to really help develop the team that you have around you is by gaining that trust. A hundred percent, yeah. And getting that momentum too ties into one of the next ones. It's a Covey book and it's called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And, and one of the, re it's actually, this is a much more difficult to read book, but, but the concepts are really cool in that the concepts themselves are quite simple. The four disciplines any business has to have for success, number one is, is you have to have wigs or wildly important goals because if everything's important, nothing is. Uh, and they did a bunch of studies and data and said that most organizations have 10 or more goals. They don't succeed at a high level in any of them. So the key metric is three. 
at any given time have three wigs or wildly important goals. Then the second discipline is to focus on lead measures and not lag measures, which is, you know, focus on what you can do to impact the future, not reading your financials and wondering why that's where you are. That's a lag measure. Third one is, is having a simple way for your entire team to track the progress. A lot of times everybody's tracking things in different ways so they don't really know where they are in the goal. I liken it to football. Could you imagine if in football it was fourth and 3% to go? People would be going, what? Well, it's a perfect example of football has a very simple stat. You know, you've got X amount of yards or X amount of feet or X amount of inches um, to get whatever your, your next step is and, and likens it the same way. And then the fourth discipline is, is having a culture or a cadence of accountability, which is something that a lot of businesses, you know, struggle with because, again, it goes back to five dysfunctions. If you don't have that trust, how do you hold people effectively accountable? So they work well together. Yeah, they definitely play off very well of each other. Yeah. Um, one of them, too, going back a long time ago, is a book called The Great Game of Business from Jack Stack. And I think this was written in the 70s. Um, and he did a follow-up book as well to it. But the idea behind The Great Game of Business, it, it follows a manufacturing company, uh, um, you know, big heavy machinery and building widgets and all that stuff, and trying to figure out how they're going to get the company to work better together. And what they realized is, is that a lot of the people in the front lines, if you will, didn't understand their impact on the business. They're, they're just coming in, doing their, you know, on-the-line on work and going home. And they, they didn't know what their role was. And in this book, it very much talks about how you turn the financials of a business or a lot of the complexities of a business into something fun, into a game that people understand and give them all an opportunity to have input and, and make change. And in this book, you, it really shows true life stories of, of this one company that he followed, um, huge companies that very much by turning it into a game of business, people became engaged in a way that they normally wouldn't and, and transformed the organizations. And it's, it's some really cool concepts of how you can, again, build off of the trust and build off of the dysfunctions and create some fun wrapped around the, you know, sometimes the complexities of business. Isn't it crazy how some of those older books are just even more applicable as the days roll on here? Yeah. Because I know I can name off a list of books that are 1950 and before, and like all the principles inside of them are exactly the same. Stories are a little bit different than the technologies and everything inside of them. A little different, but the principles are exactly the same every time. And isn't that the truth, right? I mean, that ties into one of the other ones too, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership from John Maxwell. He talks about laws that came up in, you know, back in the golden days in the, or in the late 1800s, early 1900s of business and things that were going on. The meetings that they were having, you know, in downtown Philadelphia and trying to figure out how they were going to build communities and then the Commonwealth and all this, like all the historical stuff that you hear about. And then you actually look at it and go, they were just applying the laws of leadership that were meaningful yesterday, so that are in many ways even more meaningful today. Uh, and, you know, you think about it, you know, we didn't have the internet, you know, like 20 years ago, we didn't have the World Wide Web, right? Uh, we didn't have, you know, our, our computers in our pockets and social media and everything else. And so everything is the next silver bullet. And so people have a tendency to be in this consumable era where they're like, I've got to read more, do more, do more. Well, actually, just as you said, some of these books and theories from the 10s, 20s and 30s, 1910s, 20s and 30s, are exactly the same today. Uh, they're just repackaged differently. Yeah, and you've said before when we've talked about just books and stuff and 
how you read something one day and you can read it a whole 10 years later and you get something completely different out of that book compared to what you did that first time. Isn't that true, right? I mean, you read it through the lens you have today and then you have life experiences for five or 10 years and you read the exact same words on a page, but you pull something different. I liken that to, I can't, that's my five, but I got to throw one more in. I just can't do it. Bonus. I got to throw in actually one and a half more. Um, But I had read Traction, Gino Wickman's book years and years ago and got some completely I, I pulled tools out of it in retrospect pulled tools out of it to apply with other tools I was using in my businesses then that now I read traction under the guise of my actual sixth recommendation I don't know if you asked for five but my sixth recommendation is the EOS life uh, again by Gino Wickman really really easy to read and it's there's five disciplines in it but it 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 very much ties into the concepts of traction and reading that book many years ago and reading it again now under the guise of the U.S. life and going, holy, like completely different takeaway. But the U.S. life, five rules for living the U.S. life, do what you love with people you love, making a huge impact, being compensated appropriately and having time for other passions. Sounds really great. Hard to get there because you need the discipline in many cases of a lot of those other books and those theories to get there. And so those would be my five plus a bonus and a bit that I'd recommend. Awesome. Why don't you recap those five one more time? Sure. So The Energy Bus by John Gordon, The Four Disciplines of Execution, which is a Covey book, uh, The 21 Irreputable Laws of Leadership, which is a Maxwell book, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, which is a Patrick Lencioni book, The Great Game of Business, which is Jack Stack, and of course, anything EOS, which will be just Google Gino Wickman and you'll find that. Awesome. That's a fantastic five. And if you're just getting started or you're in your personal development journey or business journey, those are five fantastic books to read. So Daryl, appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Everyone have a great day and keep on growing. Thank you for listening to the Growing for Success podcast powered by The Greenhouse. Connect with us at growingforsuccess.com and subscribe to the podcast with new episodes every week. Let's grow.